0: A stu- stu- Studio D production. On. Didn't get it on. <laughs> Whatever. I on keep recording. wanting to say on tape. I didn't get it on tape, but you tape doesn't phogey. exist anymore. <laughs> you mean like scotch tape? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're watching Stranger Things, and Mike is wearing a flatal shirt, and mm-hmm. Kyle's like, look at that scotch tape-ass motherfucker, and I was like, Kyle... <laughs> <laughs> Because he was wearing a flannel ah. shirt. What does
0: that mean? I don't get it. Because, like, the t- t-
1: end of the back of oh, t- 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 it is like, it.
0: dude, the there flannel was color. There was Kyle. one when I worked at Burlington Coat Factory, 1993 Christmas time, men's section. There was literally five racks that each held, I think, five different varieties of flannel shirts. And I Hell bought yeah. like four of it's them. The I also owned a pair of flannel, no, two pair of flannel pants. I Some fucking want pants. flannel plaid shoes. Um, I remember and I I would wear plaid was everything I had a pair of plaid tights that I wore underneath my ripped off cut off jeans that were actually my dad's that he wore (laughs) when I was a baby and he used to paint houses
2: (laughs) that's the most 90's thing I've ever fucking heard sit down I wanna tell you a story a really weird and messed up story
0: It's F Up Family Story Time! It was also very like Miami Vice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to F Up Family Storytime. I'm Salem. And I'm Hannah. And here today we have Belle. Hey guys.
2: Hey yo Hey guys. My little Chevnies. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the podcast. How's everyone doing?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. Great. Hot. I hot. checked it's my a timesheet for work and realized that I got paid a full eight hours for the holiday weekend. Hooray! Not only do I get it off, which is a foreign concept to me, having worked in retail for the entire time that I have been an employed human, but I also get paid for it as a bonus that's pretty awesome i'm pretty excited about it fuck you it's
0: coming <laughs> find hannah. a better job it'll it'll happen I'm school it'll happen hannah it'll happen well I, it was a long time that i got that benefit
1: i don't think that i, until I have it. told you this but mom had mentioned to me that um George is really disappointed that most of us have gone to college and that none of us have finished and that Derek and I have dropped out with no I didn't
0: say he was really well not like disappointed. really disappointed but that's like one of the <laughs>
1: things that like mom was talking about how he always wished that he could go and I was like made the joke I was like well Hannah unexpectedly is about to be George's favorite when she's the yeah. only oh, surprise, one of the four of us bitches. Bitches. <laughs> that ever
0: graduates college <laughs> yeah he's disappointed that you guys didn't finish who'd have thought
2: just because I would be George's favorite
0: <laughs> just because he nobody Nobody
2: would have thought that.
0: <laughs> it's just that, yeah, you will be the first of all of the kids to get the that degree. Means,
2: that means I get the, the graduation trip that I have been coveting since I was a child. What graduation trip? You told us both. When we were in high school that okay. if we graduated college i feel like i do remember this you would give us a trip because i think you also after never you expected both of college. us to graduate
1: college um, <laughs> i might graduate actually kyle and i were talking about how easy it would be if i got my loans at a default <laughs> How easy it would be for me to just take online classes and finish my degree because the not, only two theater classes I'm that I need to finish are theater history one and two, both of which I can take online. I
0: don't recall promising that, um,
2: but we'll see what we can do. You promised that to me, and oh. if you rescind the way on that it, that you looked at uh, me you and you we were like, sh- on it? "If you rescind on it, I'm <laughs> dropping out this very moment." <laughs> All right, we'll make it I'll work. Never will never graduate. We'll make it work. <laughs> like mom,
0: dad. I have a year and a half to plan. Is that when you're going to (laughs) graduate?
1: Maybe longer. Maybe longer. Be more confident in yourself.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm only taking three classes per semester. (laughs) Whoa.
0: And that brings us to our story about monsters, because there's obviously a fucking fucking monster in this room. I don't even know how that happened. (laughs) All right. So we're going to get into our story. And this week we are telling kind of uh, um, it's kind of like a part two. Last week we told the story of the Mothman, and this Mothman. week we are going to delve into some of the deeper conspiracies and thoughts and and paranormal activity that has surrounded the story of the Mothman for years. So, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. all right. So, little recap. For those of you, I would say, I would recommend going back and listening to the last podcast. We went over the events that happened that involved, like, the most famous Mothman accounts, which is the Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where Mothman made several appearances over, like, a year and a half period of time. And we uh, recounted some of the eyewitness reports of the people that, that had encountered him. And then towards the end of all of these encounters, there was a really horrific tragedy where the Silver Bridge that connected West Virginia and Ohio collapsed, and it killed 46 people and um, injured, I think, nine others. And it was a big tragedy for the town and for the people that lived there. And after that, the Mothman encounter stopped. So... And we go into some of that detail, but we didn't, I mean, was there anything that we left out that, do we want to talk about one of the, one of the things that happens? Did you you find information on the foreboding warnings? I did not. Hold on. (laughs) So when you're looking at the story of the Mothman, if we, let's look at it from a critical point with a critical eye. So these people are having encounters i'm not saying that all of that that none of them had encounters but it became very widespread it was in the media it kind of created a little bit of a hysteria because uh, you know people were wanting to know like they were hunting for this thing they were getting their guns ready to protect their families so you have or to,
1: they were even just scared like you think just about scared how yeah. your brain will just, like, overreact to things when you're in a heightened
0: state of fear, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, especially back then, you know, this is in the, in the 60s, and yeah. there's not as much media as we have now. We're all very much desensitized to weird shit you live in a small town with with none of the tv that we have Mm -hmm. you got three local channels if you're rich enough to have a tv everything's in black and white you don't have phones you have no fucking clue what's going on in the town next to you which Mm -hmm. is probably you know 50 miles away and you have a relatively secluded life so when somebody that you trust somebody that you know that's a part of your community Comes to you and says, I saw this really weird thing. People, I, I, this is my opinion. I may be way off, but I think people back then might have reacted. I mean, think of the War War of the Worlds and how people freaked out over that. It's just, we wouldn't, nowadays we'd be like, oh, let's get on Snopes, fact check. I mean, even just think
1: about like. Covid was like necessary, but I mean, you just think about like, for example, when Colorado was like, "Oh, we're gonna close down all the liquor stores and the dispensaries," <laughs> mm-hmm. and then there was a four-hour wait, and they eventually <laughs> were like, "No, okay, whatever." <laughs> That's like, what we freak like the out same about kind now. Kind of mentality, just our just priorities totally are off. <laughs>
0: Because if our neighbor came to us and was like, "Man, I saw Mothman last night," I'd be, we'd like, be like, "How many drugs are you doing, or, and will you share?"
2: <laughs> take me to it. I want to see him too. You know, like. Well, and I feel like the '60s was kind of the birth of a lot of conspiracy theorists, and yes. like that time of like government conspiracy theories. Whereas like now we're kind of inundated with.
0: (laughs) We're inundated with everything. We're inundated with videos of supernatural paranormal shit. We're inundated with stories.
2: We're inundated with trauma, with crime, with like everything. But like specifically when it comes to like the injured cold and the men in black aspect of the Mothman, I think more people were more willing to believe it in the sixties because yeah. there weren't so many people being like oh the CIA the government and like don't get me wrong the government does some fucked up shit always has always will yeah yeah definitely <laughs> but like in this in the 60s it wasn't this big thing that so many people believed that the government was corrupt it was less widespread paranoia I guess yeah and so like hearing your neighbors especially in a small town be like oh I saw the government following me because I saw mothman or yeah like because I heard injured cold like that is that has more weight back then have we talked yes. about that yet or no, are you just like going into right into it, it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that can
0: take us into it
2: did you have so I did find some info about the calls this is it's co- from ch- chase the com. all right reputable source really reputable sources here but so in the movie there's like phone calls that uh multiple people here i think that are like just clicks and screaming and like <laughs> a bunch of weird noises on the other end and apparently there were a lot of people who received calls that had beeping or loud screeching noises when they answered them uh off their their phone calls were also often interrupted by static or were disconnected completely. Problems weren't limited to phones and often affected police radios and televisions too, according oh. to the book. And also, so in the movie, the the guy who's like based off of John Keel in the movie, he hears voices that like tell him the other prophecies. I think that's the part that kind of got confused because i i had thought i had misremembered correctly i think that the phone calls are where he heard those prophecies but maybe not maybe he just like heard them Um, but it's kind of like inferred to be indrid cold's voice okay and these according to john keel did happen but it's not the way that it happened in the movie because the movie is set in present day in 2002 i have a
1: question yes who's indrid cold
2: We (laughs) will get get into that. That's great. (laughs) But so in in the movie, Gordon Smallwood, who's Will Patton's character, hears a voice that tells him 99 will die, Denver 9. A day or so after hearing the voice, his character learns of a plane plane crash, Flight 9 out of Denver, which resulted in the deaths of 99. And when the book was first published in 1976, John Keel writes... About communicating with entities that predicted plane crashes that occurred right on schedule. So, kind okay. of like along the same line of how Mothman was supposedly, like, depending on what way you think of it, he was warning yeah. people of a tragedy. Okay. Like this voice, which was he supposedly injured cold. cold. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thing. thought.
0: Was that the warnings were supposed to come from injured cold? I wasn't sure if that was just something that was in the movie and wasn't actually based on fact but i think it was extrapolated i think in a the lot. movie he gets a phone call <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: and i think that was extrapolated a lot but okay. john keel also said i did he communicated with entities that predicted plane crashes
0: what i had read was that he never really had an ex like an encounter with mothman or like a face-to-face encounter but he did have weird things happening on his phone i almost attributed that more to like being tapped by the government or like the men in black oh, yeah. as opposed to an injured cold thing. But, uh, and then I didn't catch, I didn't catch the whole warnings stuff. So, um, I guess maybe we should get into who injured cold is. Yes, please. Yeah. So the way that he is related to the moth man. So I, I often view them as separate entities, but for some reason there are, I, th- I think it's because they happen around the same time and in the same area. Um, I don't know if Mothman and Indrid Cold are connected or not. I don't know if the Point Pleasant, the Silver Bridge collapsing is connected to either. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is all kind of... It could just be coincidence because they happened in the same year.
2: But I think kind of like you were talking about when we did the um, uh, the, uh, what the, fuck? the Kentucky Goblins. Oh, oh, the Hopskins. The Hopskins. Hopskinsville Goblins. Yeah. Yes. How like all those serendipities and stuff? Yeah, and I feel because that also kind of touches on Endred Cold a little bit, and I think that's just like and a reoccurring gonna, theme with him. That and we're going
0: to retouch, uh, we're going to touch again on that that episode that we did, and on that documentary Hell Year because Endred Cold was a big part of that. Yeah, and so yeah, I think you're right. Maybe so. Does that so to me then? Well, let's get into Endred Cold and who he is. Quote. Yeah is because Bella has no can... idea what we're talking no, about uh, <laughs> uh-huh. all right so the most famous encounter with Indrid Cold which is not the first encounter but the most famous encounter happens in um, 1966 in November And it happens right around, it's like November 2nd, right around the time that all of the Mothman sightings start happening. And right around this period too, there's a bunch of reports of lights and UFOs like continuously throughout, you know, weeks of time. So almost every night somebody is reporting something. So in the midst of all of this going on, Woodrow Derenberger he was driving down Highway 77 in the evening in November of 1966. Uh, he was near the interchange of Route number 47. I don't know if that means anything to anybody. It doesn't to me. But as he was driving, he had had to stop on the side of the road to secure something in his truck. And as he got back on the road and he was driving down the street or driving down the highway, he saw lights ahead of him. Do you want me just to read his words? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he says, okay, these are the words of Woodrow Derenberger during an interview with somebody at some time. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, I was, I am a salesman and I drive a truck and last night, shortly after seven o'clock, I was coming from marietta ohio coming down interstate 77 and just before i came to the intersection of route 47 there was a car past me had overtaken me from behind and following closely behind this car was this unidentified flying object and as the car behind passed me this object was following close behind it and it swerved directly in front of my truck turning crosswise And when it turned crosswise, it slowed down and started slowing, not abruptly or too fast, but it gave me plenty of time to step on my brakes and slow down with it. But it forced me to come to a complete stop. As soon as I had stopped, there was a door opened in the side of this vehicle, and this man stepped out and came directly to me or came to the truck. He walked to the right hand side of the truck and he told me to roll down the window. He asked me to roll down the window on my right hand side of the truck and I'd done what he asked. And then this man stood there and he first asked me what I was called and I know he meant my name and I told him my name and he asked me, he said, why are you frightened? And he said, don't be frightened. We wish you no harm. He said, we mean you not harm. We wish you only happiness. And I told him my name and when I told him my name he said he was called cold that was the name that he was called by and he asked me what the city of parkersburg he pointed to the light he didn't point but he gave the impression that he was pointing and he asked me what that was called and i told him it was parkersburg it was a city a town And he asked me if most all the people lived in this city or town, and I explained to him that it was a place of business. It's where we transacted our business, but the people lived in communities, outlying communities, most of the people. And when I told him that this was a city, he said that where his home was, that was called a gathering. And again, he told me not to be frightened, which I was. I was very frightened, and as far as I can understand, this was all mental. There was no spoken word from him. I knew what he was asking me, but yet he stood there, and his mouth did not move. He had a smile on his face. He appeared very courteous and friendly, and after I talked with him a while, he told me he said, we will see you again, and he left in his vehicle. Weird. So that is the most well-known Encounter with Endred Cold. Part of the reason it's the most well known is because Woodrow goes on to write a book about it. He also claims that he maintains contact with Endred Cold over the years, like that he will even come would come and visit for family gatherings and stuff. and his and Derenberger's children also say that Endred Cold would come. And there was another
2: person that came with him. Fuck! It was oh in God. Hellier. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. So, is the woman they go see in Hellier? Is that Darren Berger's like? That's his daughter. daughter? Okay, yes. that's what I thought. All
0: right. Well, I don't know if I'm going to find it. So. All of these
1: pictures on the internet make him look so scary, but he's like, <laughs> "Don't be frightened. I wish you nothing but happiness." I and know. nobody has ever said anything that nice to me in my whole life. <laughs> except for maybe Kyle <laughs> and like you guys. <laughs> but like when Stranger gave up to me, it was like, I wish you nothing but happiness. I would be genuinely touched.
0: Yeah. I would be like, man, today's a good day. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that would be really creepy about it. So this is where the idea that he is the grinning man or the smiling man comes from, because he had a smile on his face the whole time yeah. as he's talking to you. Yeah. And he doesn't actually talk to you. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of creepy. Well, but then there's yes. this idea that the grinning man or the smiling man may not be the same as Endred Cold. There's kind of like this blending of cryptids, you know what I mean, yeah. that's going on here. And I think it goes on all in that area, in the Appalachian area, you know. I'm going to get into that a little bit, too, just some of the connections. So this encounter with Woodrow was, with Derenberger, was the most well-known encounter with Indrid Cold. And like I said, he did go on to write a book. He claims that Indrid Cold and others came to visit him and the family, that they actually became very close with the family. Um, There's a lot of weird... I'm I'm a skeptic. Like, I want to believe in everything. And I'm not saying nothing happened. But at the same time, like, you have these aliens that are basically exactly the same as us. Yeah. And I don't know. It just seems so very convoluted once you get to the point where they become
2: I I believe it about family. as much as I believe the like phenomenon of people being like, I'm a time traveler. Like it'd be nice if that was real, but it probably fucking not. I'm not gonna say <laughs> absolutely
0: not because yeah. I don't
2: know. Maybe you are a time traveler, <laughs> but that would be very unique. Yeah. And I don't know. Like like you said, especially since it's so like intertwined with extraterrestrials and like every single other account of extraterrestrials is so much not that at all. Not like they're at all. very Humanoid, but not human. Like they don't really speak to people necessarily. Like there are instances of them being behind. Like let's get into.
0: Bell has something to say. Well,
1: it makes me wonder if, like, because that first experience sounds pretty paranormal. Sounds like it could be whatever. And I wonder if this guy got so much attention from having that first encounter. That he then went to go spin off all of these other stories mm-hmm. about it. But then you there's know. also
2: the fact that like his children yeah, like, has- continued
0: it on until they died. So his daughter wrote a book also. And she also talks about how Indrid Cold and these others were regular visitors to the family. And she's interviewed in Hellier... So, if you, if any, if any listeners, shimmies, you're interested, go watch. I already recommended it, but go watch the documentary. Hellier do much better story talking about <laughs> about it than me. But they interviewed her and. She still holds to these claims, and I, yeah. you know, but at the same time, though, if you have a father that raises you telling you this, well, but I, I, I don't feel know. Like he's like, this
1: children... is my weird friend. His name is Indrid.
2: <laughs> children who are like raised to believe a hoax, eventually de- like realize that it's false, and then will start saying, "I was raised to believe it, but it's not true." Like you yeah. look at the the unless the children feel... involved in the Amityville horror. Yeah. Case. That's true. All of them but one essentially is Have like saying it's that it's fake. Bullshit, yeah. And yeah, the one who is know. has mental health problems. It is a really like, weird. I don't know. It
0: is really weird. And then I also want to touch on like, I agree with you that this encounter does not sit in the general theme of alien encounters, but just because it's a light a flying vehicle with lights doesn't mean it's alien because I also believe there's other paranormal. Like I, you know, I believe there's like a fairy world to sound really like lame. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Because I don't believe in fairies necessarily, but I think there is like a lot more than we could ever. Well, try to be able to comprehend right here on our own earth. So just because this being like, where's Mothman is Mothman. an alien, alien, or is he a cryptid or all cryptids aliens? I think Indra Cole might just be a cryptid. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like some weird kind of supernatural being doesn't mean he's an alien just because he's flying. We fly. Yeah, I think to alien
2: was attributed to him when it should maybe should not have been. Well, but put
0: but it they into... were also seeing lights and all of that in the na- in the area, which got attributed to UFOs. But again, that doesn't always mean it has to be UFO. Sorry, Bill, go ahead. No, it doesn't matter anymore. No, we, go. We'll oh, it. No, it's my not relevant. God,
1: just so bad. i cut it in so it's relevant. Well, I was going to say to put it into D&D terms, it's like... You have all of your different, like, layers of, you know. Reality, essentially. Yeah, like, the different, like, layers of, like, you have your fey world and your underworld mm-hmm. and your, you know, mortal realm. Oh, the realms. The di- like it's, oh, And yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. all kind of, like, layered on top of each other. And sometimes it'll bleed through. And yeah, I kind of do believe in that, as nerdy as D&D is. It's like the uh-huh. essence of it. It's almost like how I always tell Kyle, I'm like, as nerdy as it sounds, I feel like the best way to describe my spirituality would be in The Force from Star Wars.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I, I read a book when I was in like junior high about unicorns. I loved unicorns. I still love unicorns. And I always wanted to believe that they were real, right? So I read this book that I got, found um, that was written like a research um, scientific research book on unicorns and, like, proof that they do exist, essentially. And then it touched on, like, where the, the unicorn, idea of unicorns may have come from. Was it the narwhal, whale? Was it the rhinoceros? You know, all of these things. But one of the things in the book that just always stuck with me was this idea that if, like, unicorns did exist— Why would we not believe that they couldn't be this interdimensional being that could go from reality, you know, like wink out of our dimension into another? And that's why we don't see them. And that kind of theory is also attributed to Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. It's attributed to a lot of cryptids that seem to be there and not there, seem to be like... Every people still have experiences, but nobody can fucking find them.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's also kind of like the way that a lot of people believe in like ghosts, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, like sometimes they will bleed into your existence. There's a lot of people that believe that like residual hauntings are a thing, you know, where they're not actually living in our dimension, but their past, you know, their like en- reality well, is like their bleeding into has- our reality.
0: That's the thing is that when you're dealing with energy... It was
1: this fucking Ghost Hunters episode back from like 2000 and fucking two.
2: I know exactly which one you're talking about. Where they
1: were like investigating this fucking castle or whatever and they were like doing these EVPs. This fucked with me for years. I thought about this... For fucking years, right? So they're investigating. They're doing this fucking EVP. They're like, "Princess, can you hear me?" Oh,
0: I know which one you're talking about. And she's about, like, yeah.
1: "I can hear you. Where are you?"
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I was she like, was almost like mad. Fuck? Like, why are you here? Why are you in my yeah, room? Yeah,
1: I was like, "God damn it!" Mm-hmm.
0: But then there's also stories like this one. Always stuck with me. I read it in one of Grandpa's many ghost books mm-hmm. that um, are all based on true counts. And there is a documented haunting. I don't remember the specifics, but a documented haunting, obviously a residual haunting because it was just a repeat of the same thing, like this woman walking down a hallway, sobbing, getting to the end of the hall and disappearing, right? And everybody thought that this woman died tragically or she killed herself or whatever, and they started researching it. They come to find out that woman was still fucking alive. Oh, shit. She was in that place at that time and experienced a really, really traumatic event, and And that energy energy was just imprinted. And that haunting wasn't a haunting of anything but her energy, her sorrow. That's wild. I just gave myself fucking chills. Yeah, I
2: I got chills. That's insane. That so, makes me have so much. I hope every traumatic thing I've ever experienced I've left that. an imprint. I've like wondered. That. I, <laughs> I, I, I I now shit thinking times about I that. I've
0: wondered if people if, walk into certain the rooms. Starbucks, are
1: like, the Starbucks on Hollywood Leedsdale was haunted not by a ghost but just but by, by a me. pissed off ex barista. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I wonder if the ho- the hospital is haunted by me right now. <laughs> but anyway, so there's just so many things that we don't understand. That so. I, I hear what you're saying. I think there's so don't many things Indra that we will was ever an alien. understand. Yeah, I don't think Indra Cole was an alien. If he was a real entity, I think he's more of like this energy that just lives in, I think that there is just energy that lives in the Appalachian I Mountains. Agree. I think maybe like, there's Ohio in the
2: Appalachians? This like that. West Virginia. Uh, but I thought that Darren bird. Berger- he was coming home from so he was coming home from ohio to so the west silver bridge
0: that collapsed yeah it
2: was in between ohio connected
0: ohio and west virginia that is okay. still considered appalachia it's not as thick woods as like yeah if you get i feel Kentucky like it's kind of part of
2: like how
1: like the ozarks are like yeah okay you know
0: i, I mean i don't know that. i'm pretty sure it's
1: I don't still know. part of the appalachia yeah
2: but well, like I guess I think of lecture. Ohio and I think of like fucking Cleveland like
1: <laughs> Cleveland Rocks. I told Kyle about that. I was like the only time anybody ever talks about Cleveland all I think about is the Drew Carey show.
0: Z <laughs> <laughs> and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
2: Um my friend is from Indiana and they said that uh even people from Indiana hate Ohio. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> and I just Poor think that's Ohioans. really funny. Everyone in the country can agree that Ohio is probably the worst fucking state. <laughs> I don't no, know, really. Florida is I think that maybe um Florida No, but Florida has a really nice and vibrant Cuban population. I maybe
0: Florida. Michigan? No.
2: Cuz it's got no, Chicago. In, my friend from oh, Indiana.
0: Wait, no, Illinois, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Illinois because it's got Chicago. No, I love Chicago. Florida. And it's got
2: Detroit. No. But Chicago is a place of cultural significance. Detroit's what the fuck has Ohio ever done? It's Detroit, Michigan. It mom. is. Okay. Um, Geography
0: is um, not my I think they work with someone who's from
2: Michigan. And they were like, no, Michigan says the same thing. Um, <laughs> and you, then my friend from Indiana was like, we all think you're fucking yuppies up in Michigan. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Outside of Detroit.
1: <laughs> I feel like in Colorado, the worst thing you could be is from California.
0: Oh, yeah. Or Texas.
1: Texas Ooh, is pretty mm, bad. Mm. But I feel like or in Colorado, the worst thing you could be is from California. Which is unfortunate. Because I spent about half a decade complaining about all of the people that moved here from California. And then I ended Just up
0: marrying marry one. one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is fine. Remember when I used to ask you um if Kyle got more road rage with his California plates? Remember? He did. <laughs> and he, he did. did, yes.
1: After we switched to I Colorado plates, and then when he took all of his freaking shark stickers off of his car, our road rage significantly decreased. But I've seen Kyle drive sometimes the way that I think he drives
2: when I'm not in the car.
0: And it's <laughs> and you're no like, oh, wonder the road why he gets you. so much road rage. Yeah.
2: That's uh, me too. Cause it's not just that he <laughs> p- like announced to the world that he was from California. It's that he drives like he's no, from California. He used his
1: blinker after I harassed him about it for oh, that's about the first six puppy. months, the first six months that we were together I would like constantly harass him whenever he wouldn't use his bleaker. And one time he told me that he only used it when I was in the car. Kyle. And then I think he uses it all the time now. Kyle, because I know you don't his listen to this car, podcast, but I'm calling no, you out. No, he doesn't listen to the <laughs> podcast. His new car will, Nobody does. <laughs> will beep at him. His new car beeps at him when if he... If he leaves it on? Yeah. No, if he tra- changes lanes oh, without good. his bleaker. His new car <laughs> <Everyone> will go... Everyone <laughs> fucking goes, needs that. He could meep, probably meep. disable that, but... No, he can't. Um, Quincy's car has a lot of those automatic features, but they're really blind, so it actually really helps them out, and it's
0: great (laughs) for people that need it, yeah, because that's great, (laughs) but anyway. We should get back to the story. It helps them stay
1: in the lanes, and it helps them with, like, braking and stuff. Andred
0: Cold, (laughs) he drives a vehicle. It doesn't matter if you stay in the lanes. He can fly (laughs) He can fly right over it. He can pass through dimensions. He can go to other planets. Although he did say, according to Woodrow Derenberger in all of their conversations and stuff, that he was an alien. I mean, that was his account. He was from another planet. He was from Lanulos. And I have the first sighting. The well, first it, documented sighting of Indrid Cold. Go ahead. I have a theory that just came to me. Okay.
1: And it's like if the he's. The best com- theories always just come. Just to come. You. If he's like communicating via mind, what if what he is we can't comprehend? Mm-hmm. And so the best thing that we can come up with. Or like the 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 thing that we most equate him to is an alien because what his true entity is, our brains don't have the ability or have the experience to necessarily understand
2: what he is. But I mean, in that account, if he's from another planet, he's literally an alien. Well, but it could be like he's from another dimension. <laughs> or he even could not anything. have even yeah. said,
1: like, I'm from another planet. You know, if he's like, alien I'm just called cold. Here. If he's like, I'm <laughs> just from... You know, wherever, like, did he specify that he was from a planet? I don't know. Yeah, and Mom just said. Well, yeah.
0: He did according to Woodrow Derenberger. According to him. And they fu- like, in the initial account, which I read to you, he says nothing of where he is from. He's, Mm-mm. does he? Does he? He's, no, no. He just
1: says what his name is He and says, that not to be this frightened. Is my,
0: well, and then Derenberger does go on to say in the interview... That they talked, so mm-hmm. there was probably more in there. I did not read the book. I don't know what it was. But a lot of this information that he gets about where Indrid Cold is from and and is from further encounters with him, mm-hmm. according to Derenberger and his family. So who knows? It's a matter of whether you believe him or not. I can't say one way or the other on this one. And I don't ever really want to discount people and their experience, whatever they get from it, because... Your reality is based on your perception and so who knows maybe this was their reality (laughs) so Derenberger described the vehicle as an old fashioned kerosene lamp chimney firing at both ends narrowing down to a small neck and then enlarging in a great bulge in the center I have no idea (laughs) what image in my brain that's supposed to (laughs) I know
2: what it was
0: okay. Anyway, <laughs> so the first sighting of Indrid Cold was on October 16th, 1966. So it was very shortly before Woodrow Derenberger's sighting. And there were two boys, Martin Mouse Muniv and James Jimmy Yankitis. I'm sure I said that wrong. I apologize. In New Jersey, they were walking on 4th Street, and they saw a surreal figure standing near a fence. As they walked closer, the figure was a tall, bald man wearing a metal green suit who was staring right at them with a huge grin. The idiosyncratic man... The man chased them until they got (laughs) away from him... UFO, until they got away from him. So the man chased him until they got away from him. Can I just point out really quick? And on the same day, UFO sightings were reported around the area. Oh, weird. So um, this was uh, an account by Martin. Jimmy nudged me and said, who's that guy standing behind you? I looked around, and there he was behind that fence, just standing there. He pivoted around and looked right at us. Then he grinned a big old grin. So all I can think about
1: and Quincy's ruined me is one piece because oh my God, the freaking yes. character in one piece, literally the
0: stupidest thing will be happening and he'll just be like, well, and that's what the boys re- recounted that he had, a weird appearance, unnatural facial features such as the lack of ears and a nose, and that he had the this grin. Of
1: ears and a nose?
0: And then the second sighting was Darren Berger, And then the third sighting was during the same point of time, the Lily family had been reporting that poltergeist activity had been happening in their home, such as diamond-shaped lights. And uh, the lily's daughter Linda was sleeping one night and awoke to see a man standing over her, a grinning man standing over here.
1: Well, that could be sleep paralysis. Yeah. Also, there's a theory the same that poltergeist activity will pick up when like girls, teen yeah. girls, are going through.
0: Their but shit. there was the one account of the man from the last episode who had the who saw the Mothman standing over him, and we said the same things could be sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah. but. If two people in the same area around the same time without talking to each other or having similar effects, maybe that man didn't see Mothman. Maybe he saw Andrew Cold. Maybe she saw Mothman. Maybe it was something totally different. Yeah. Maybe it was sleep paralysis. Who knows? So, um... Who knows? There's countless... If you want to look, look it up. There's countless encounters. Countless encounters (laughs) of... Indrid Cold over states, over countries, all over the world. Indrid Cold has become kind of like this name, like the Mothman. There's Mothman um, encounters in other countries. You know what I mean? That, that, I don't know if they call them Mothman, I don't know, but the grinning man, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. the
0: smiling man, has been seen all over the world. I don't know if they call him Andrew Cold. I don't know if they call him Mothman, but that a creature fitting the same description has been like, seen. What did
1: they call him in Texas? I just remember it being really cool. Last last episode, they saw him in Texas, oh, but the- they called it something different, and it was bat- really really cool. It was oh. like the Batman, the Man Bat, the Bat Person. I don't know. It's <laughs> really cool. It's like the Texas Batman. I don't
0: know if it's on here, because I'm missing like a whole.
1: The Texas Bat Person. Sheet. We're inclusive here, not in Texas, yeah, not yeah, in yeah. Texas, but on this podcast, <sighs> they're the Texas Bat listen, Person.
0: Listen, listen to the last podcast. Um. Not on the left, our last podcast. Um I'm also so, listen, to, last listen to the last the episode. I mean, after you've listened to all of our podcasts, I know there's not a lot. You'll be you'll be Jonesin, then go to the last podcast because they're pretty decent, but they're decent. I know. They don't live up to us. Just, we definitely have a unique flavor. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what else I want to say about Andrew Cold because we've gone on quite a while about this. Um, but there is the whole connection with Hellier. Again, go back and listen to those episodes if you're interested. They do some crazy EVP where they get they get Andrew Cold comes across, and it's pretty. It's pretty interesting, and it kind of lends into this, like Hannah had said, the synchronicity and like whatever Indra cold is, he seems to be around when shit happens, when stuff goes down, you know? Yeah. If it's a portent or if it's just drawn by that energy, I don't know. And then there's the whole idea of it being a Tulpa or. Yeah. Like the energy that we're
1: giving to it is only making it stronger. Is
0: there just this energy that is in the Appalachia area that don't think so. we well, wonder, give, we we create form for it with our with our
2: desire to see going to back experience. to my own
1: personal right. belief of like the layered realities mm-hmm.
2: personal beliefs we don't do that here
1: I I. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: That's like all that we do on this podcast. Back is like, well, this is what I think.
1: <laughs> um, well, yeah. Going back to what I think about like our layered realities. It's just like I, there's like places that have like heightened, weird, spiritual, paranormal, cryptid activity that I personally think are just like gateways, just like areas where the veil is thin, mm-hmm. you know, and like, yeah. There's, like, sightings that happen all over the world, but they have to come from somewhere, you know? I don't yeah. know.
0: And there is one, one off—I want to touch on one um, experience that happened that I'm not going to go into detail, but I did want to connect the two. So we talked about—hellier—we talked about the um, Kentucky Goblins, and there was a connection— in that episode that we made to the Flatwood Monster, which I don't know if you remember that, but it's an incident. Yeah. Yeah, where these boys saw a UFO that crashed and they saw a creature that ran away and they like chased it into the woods and they could never find it. And the creature's description didn't really match the Kentucky Goblins, but it happened all around the same time, which really wasn't that far off from when the mothman stuff happened and the description of the flatwood monster to me sounds more like the mothman and it's also been connected to the mothman so yeah. like
2: this is what the i'm saying think- the flatwood
0: monster is fucking cool looking yeah that was cool it was like, <laughs> like almost like a swamping monster yeah but um so it just makes me think that there's some just like i said weird energy in that area that maybe manifests itself in different ways. Maybe there are all these weird cryptids
2: that live there. Well, and the, like injured Cold being in New Jersey is weird too. But then you think about like the Jersey Devil. And yeah. How, like that mm-hmm. is kind of similar in some aspects to what Mothman is. To Mothman. Yeah, exactly. This and one's so like, the like whole then again, it's another connection between injured Cold and Mothman specifically or like Mothman-esque creatures. <laughs> yeah. There's just so many weird cryptids
0: and stuff up there. I
1: forgot. I'm sorry. What were we talking about before this? <laughs>
0: I was talking about Andrew
1: Cold and then... Oh, I do remember. <laughs> well, there's this fun theory that the reason why national parks are protected is not for the land's sake... But But for for our
0: sake or the cryptids' sake,
1: you know, like they're protecting it and they regulate it so that people don't, you know, go in when they shouldn't.
0: One thing that's interesting about some of the activity that happens in that area, too, is a lot of the time it is either preceded or in conjunction with lights like the Brown Mountain Lights. Mm -hmm. And then they would see lights all around and everybody is always like UFOs, UFOs. Fucking fairies, bitches. I'm sorry. Go to Scotland. If they see Ireland, they see lights in the sky. Go to Wales. They're going to be like, the Fays. They're not going to be like the aliens. Yeah, but
1: Roswell screwed all of us. I know.
0: I understand why people think that, but it can be... It's the Ross Representative whale. of something else. I'm just laughing about
1: how I said Roswell. It's or like the Roswell.
0: It could be the Roswell. It's so, the
1: Roswell.
0: Last thing we're going to touch on. He breaches. And then we'll be done soon. I do want to touch on The Men in Black. It was not just a movie. There are a lot of people that have witnessed something that they couldn't explain. And when they made it public, had these... Men, they do say specifically men. Maybe they have women in black now. I don't know. I mean, this was back in the 60s. The men in
1: black are getting gender inclusive. They just have
0: people in black. P-I-P. PIP. Wait, P-I-B. Sorry, PIB. (laughs) PIB. So anyway, the men in black, These so people would make these weird things that they saw known, and they would be visited by these men, dressed kind of like FBI men, but most people reported that they didn't seem like they belonged to law enforcement, that the way they carried themselves or the way they were dressed just didn't appear to be law enforcement, but they also look like they might be FBI, which to me is kind of funny because that's contradictory, but... It's kind of
1: how I feel at work when I, like, wear my jacket in the hallway. And everybody's like-, like, hello, hello, and when I'm just, like, wearing my shirt in the hallway, yeah, exactly. nobody says anything to me. <laughs>
0: more professional you look so i kind of attribute it to more like they probably look like vacuum salesmen from the 50s you know what i mean like in suits but not good enough suits but you don't see guys in suits walking around unless they have a vacuum in their hands so they probably are fbi kind of idea i don't know that's how i envision it but These people will be visited by men who strongly encourage them to not say anything, to keep what they saw quiet. They don't openly threaten, but they do give off an air of, like, authority and threat to a certain extent where a lot of people left the encounter feeling... Uneasy and somewhat insecure, and like they shouldn't tell their story. And this is a common thing. It happened to citizens in Point Pleasant when all the Mothman sightings were becoming very prolific. Um, at some point, people started to report being visited by these men, and it's happened in numerous other occasions. Big stories, little stories. Anybody's interested, look up Men in Black. There's forums. All over the internet with people's first-hand accounts. I saw this. I reported it. Next thing you know, this guy came to my door and was like, you should be quiet about that.
1: Well, and hold on to your butt cheeks, little shimmies, because we're going to do an episode about the men in black.
0: That's right. So we're not going to go any further into it. I have first-hand accounts here that I am not going to read. So if you would like to uh, find out where you're going to have to stay tuned, it might be a year from now. but um, No, it'll be soon. There'll be good content Hannah in between. Hannah and I will tag, tag team, team it. it.
2: Why are you? Uh, what?
0: Well, I figured you'd want <laughs> Hannah, to. You so seemed really
2: interested, and I, mean, I want to uh, do yeah, one. Yeah, she
0: wants to do it by
2: herself, though. Oh, you <laughs> want to do it by yourself? No. <laughs> Don't volunteer me, though. uh, Wait for me to be like, let's do it together. (laughs) You would have never. (laughs) Hey, let's do it together. Anyway, We'll do it
0: together. (laughs) At some point, we are going to do a story on the Men in Black, and we will delve deep into it, and we will do it a lot more justice than we can today. So is there anything else that you guys want to talk about regarding the Mothman that we haven't touched on, or Andrew Cold, or... um, Um, the Appalachian Mountains.
1: I've had some paranormal shit happen to me in my apartment, but now I'm wondering if it's just people's residual trauma from having to deal (laughs) with my apartment. Because I guarantee you that I'm gonna keep living at my shitty apartment. Am I haunting the Starbucks That I used to work
0: at That was the creepiest story that I I was just like what It's
1: totally insane And that like no like that ghost hunters episode Mm -hmm. It was I was like a
0: sophomore in high school But that was different though Because that was obviously uh, um, um, Oh yeah no that's What is the word you've got your residual And your active or whatever That was intelligent Intelligent Intelligent.
1: Well really well I mean like whether I don't know like whether it was intelligent She was going, who are you? Why are you in my room? I know, but it made me wonder. That to me... Like, what really... No, and definitely it was intelligent. But what I was thinking is it was like... Like, immediately what I started thinking is it was like, is she experiencing weird shit happening in her timeline, essentially? Like, does she think that she's being haunted? Is it just like a portal? Like, because like, you know, you hear these stories about like these ghosts that are intelligent and they communicate and they answer all of these questions. But I've she
0: was like, where are you? And it was that phrase. Is that, that because I was like, she's dead? But she can't see them because she's, like, beyond some veil? Or is, or it, is because it because they're, they're
1: communicating with her through time somehow? That's very interesting.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to... Things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All but, right. Keep that in. <laughs> Who wants
1: to go first? Um, I can go first. Do it. My thing that doesn't suck... Soak oh my god my thing (laughs) that doesn't suck is that i'm on my way to karaoke for the first time since i had my seizures yeah Mm. hell yeah awesome Um, yeah so i'm very excited about that i don't know what i'm gonna sing i'm very out of practice but i also don't give a shit because i'm already pretty tipsy so (laughs) it'll be a good time
2: (laughs) that's gonna be fun all right, you Hannah. Um, my thing that doesn't suck is that I didn't have class today because my Hell professor yeah. is out of town. Nice, and that Hell was pretty yeah. dope.
0: Yeah, that is cool. It's pretty like dope. an unexpected day without class. Woo!
2: When I was going to school,
1: I didn't class. Didn't have class <laughs> because you <laughs> every fucking day. ditched all the time. Yeah,
0: that's different, Belle. Totally different. <laughs> All right, well, my thing that doesn't suck is that I am a procrastinator, which um, led to us having to record a podcast in the middle of the week, and that is so much fun. I get to see my kids, and I love it. So You see me every day. I know, but I still like to see you, and this is fun time. No,
1: I do love doing the podcast.
0: Yeah, so... That is my, I know I use the podcast way too much, but that's my happy thought. So
1: it's a good happy thought. It's I think been so. one of the few consistent things that have been good through a very unpredictable <laughs> yes. and turbulent
0: time. Yes. Very well said. Thank you. So, all right. Well, I guess my kids have karaoke to go to. So Hell I think we need to sign yeah. off.
1: Do you want me to say the shout outs? Well, Thanks for tuning in, my little shemmies. And you know that you can hit us up anywhere on the interwebs. You can send us an email at ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. We got our Twitter at ffsthepodcast. And you can look us up on Facebook and Instagram. We're FFS the podcast. It's E-F-F-E-D, up family story time. Nice. Yeah, send us an email. We love you, little shemmies. We want to hear from you.
2: We see you you
1: listening.
2: (laughs) That's right. We know. I see you listening right now.
1: Rate us.
2: Rate us and (laughs) share
1: us with your friends, Jonathan.
2: Just tell us police. how your day was I hope there's a Jonathan that listens to us. <laughs> be great He's, like He's wearing, wearing oh, red right now um, I see but If there is
0: a Bethany Don't worry, hon It wasn't it you It wasn't you
2: <laughs> It's the Bethany if in my apartment If be it Bethany, it was <laughs> you, If somehow bitch, You know who you Bethany, are Bethany,
1: <laughs> you know me There's not too many bells, I'm sure That you've dealt Bethany with Bethany knows
2: who she is And if you think and you're, if not Bethany, you're, you're not Bethany You're not Bethany exactly. If you don't absolutely know who you are right now we love you that's
1: (laughs) right you're great
2: you all all right farewell
1: farewell